a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can your utility do to help promote electric vehicles? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host, and I'm joined on this episode by Suzanne Olson, the Public Relations Administrator with Orcas Power and Light in Washington. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Andy. So we're recording this podcast live at the Nick conference um, out here in Portland, Oregon. So as we usually say with our live shows, um, any any noises that you hear, it's not background noise, it's ambiance. So we are uh, right here at kind of the, the utility communicator epicenter um, in the, the Northwest for this week. Uh, Suzanne has a topic that's coming up that she'll be presenting, and the topic is called um, EV Programs, What is the Goal? And you guys have done some some cool, innovative things to help spread the word about electric vehicles. Yes, we have. Uh, EVs are a real fast-growing uh, phenom, at least in our territory, and it's an important part of our agenda for decarbonization. And we're doing a lot to encourage our members to adopt EVs, to check them out, giving them some incentives and rebates and some opportunities to really get in a car and understand what the EV drive is all about. What are some of the things that, as you've gotten folks introduced to it, I'm sure folks come in with either some preconceived ideas or or some things they think they know. Uh, What are some of the things that that you've seen people learn uh, through giving them the the hands-on experience? First of all, how comfortable it is to drive an EV. Okay. That, you know, they understand the value of going carbon-free. They uh, feel like it's the right thing to do, sure. but there's two things. They're, they're not sure how it's going to feel to drive the car, mm-hmm. and they have range anxiety. They're worried about you know, how far can they go. And for us, we, living in an island territory, it's the ideal vehicle for around the islands, but if you're going to go to the mainland, what's going to happen? And we actually are just finishing up our EV road trip, and one of our staff members, Krista Boucher, and her dog Pepper hit the road and... I think they drove about 800 miles to Excellent. demonstrate how you can charge and stretch it out on the on the miles. I was going to ask you about that because that's that's a great way to show it. Just you know, when folks see how what what you can do with an EV. Right. Yeah. And it was a Krista was the right person to do it. She's she had never driven an EV on the mainland. She had never charged an EV. Okay. She doesn't own one herself. So she took our company Island Wag Kia Nero out there and learned how to charge in public stations, found a really caring community of EV drivers who were very helpful along the way, and um, went into eastern Washington, which is pretty remote, and was was able to charge and have some big experiences. Oh, good. So she's not stuck out there anywhere. She's made it back. She made it. She just made it back. Okay, good news. Yeah. And uh, I think they had a great experience. They found some unexpected chargers. They found some chargers that weren't working and they found some Uh workaround solutions and it was a very realistic experience. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what are, not everybody can go on an 800-mile trip, but you guys have done some things there locally um, to yeah. help folks understand. Can you go into, uh, you know, a lot of the folks who are listening to this may be communicators at their own sure. utilities and, and may be interested in, in, in borrowing some of your ideas. What are some of the things y'all have done locally there? Sure. Well, of course, we have rebates for EV chargers. Sure. But one of the neatest things was we got a grant from the Bonneville Environmental Foundation to offer the EV Happy Deal. Okay. And I like the so, sound of it. Yeah. And so... Um, 
also it's it was for purchasing a used EV, which helps us with our goals of equity and access. Okay. So um, we have a dealership on our in our islands now that sells used EVs, and if uh, one of our co-op members bought a used EV from that dealership, they got a free EV charger installed. Wow. Their vehicle tabs paid and um, sales tax paid, whatever Washington State didn't cover. And if they qualified as a low-income member, we paid their charging for the first year. Excellent. Now, with, with EVs, obviously that, that puts a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous demand on the, the grid if everybody's charging at the same time. So uh, what are some things that you guys are doing to talk about um, the infrastructure that's there um, and, and explain to people uh, kind of what all it's taking for, for a co-op to build out the infrastructure to be able to supply the demand that, that EVs are, are either are placing now or will place soon? Yes, we're looking at that for the future. Right now, it's not impacting our capacity at all, but we are in the process of building microgrids throughout the islands that will include solar and energy storage projects. And those projects will give us some local energy resilience and some battery backup to help manage our load and help manage our peaks. Sure. So that's a big part of it. And um, we're also really encouraging members to make wise use of electricity, which includes transportation. And we can see that in the near future, EVs will be a part of a transactive energy world where a member might actually draw power from their EV like a battery on their system rather than draw from the grid at a peak moment or during a mainland outage. Right. That's one of the things I know that uh, raised some eyebrows with the F-150 and you know some of the other vehicles yeah. uh, coming out, the ability to do that. On that note, um, EVs are, are in the news right now. It's a, it's a topic of conversation. And of course, like anything today, it can get a little polarized at times. But, but do you think that having so much EV news in, um, in the media, just out there in the public consciousness, does, does that help? Do you think that's a major driver um, as y'all are, are doing this and trying to get folks to adopt the technology? Of, of course, it's a major driver. Seeing exciting things like the F-150 coming on and seeing... Um, you know, a lot of the car makers committing to going EV or losing, you know, stepping away from gas powered motors is really driving this. And it's exciting. I think the fear factor and the range anxiety are being displaced by the enthusiasm and the accessibility because EVs are coming down in price. And um, of course, right now we've got supply issues. So that's sure. another issue. Sure. But um, I do think that that the um, energy is coming up for EVs and a lot of people who never expected to find themselves behind the wheel are doing it. Let's talk internally for a minute. We've talked a lot externally, but but inside with the staff, um, were they pretty bought in? Were they pretty excited about it? Did you do anything to educate them or help give them some talking points or, or to help them understand about um, the, the work that you're doing with EVs? Absolutely. And uh, our staff probably are some of the more educated about EVs because Good. Opaco's had an EV in its fleet since the 90s. Oh, wow. Of course, that wasn't the same kind of vehicle that we have now. Right. But Speaking of range anxiety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, we've had, we've had uh, EV for our staff to drive, you know, doing our local errands since I think about 2011. And 
we definitely bring them along with all of our projects and we we issue talking points and we step into some of the departmental meetings just to talk with people and answer their questions. It's interesting because there are some people internally that love to drive the EVs and there are a few that haven't done it yet. They don't feel comfortable with it. It's just, it's just new and different and they're not, they're not ready to do it. So it, just like in the general population, everybody's going to come along at their own pace. Last question for you. If, you're, uh, if there is somebody who's listening and um, they're interested in doing something like this for their own, uh, their own co-op, their own utility, um, what, what's some advice that you would give them or what are some things you've learned along the way um, at rolling this program out? Uh, what are some tips that you would pass on to them? Sure. Well, um, I highly recommend that you go to your utilities website or to the Choose EV platform and do some comparisons. Look at, okay. diff, look at the different models. Look at your car. You can, on these comparison tools like we have on the Opaco website, you can look at your car and what the carbon impact is and what your costs per year are to do fuel and oil changes, not even maintenance. And then look at an EV and see what the comparison is. I mean, uh, the easiest thing to relate to is that you can immediately save you know, a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a year just in fuel and oil changes, sure. and that that sure. can be the that can be the 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 factor. But the other thing to do is, you know, go and get in a car. You know, you probably have a friend that has a car. Maybe your utility has a car, and they let people come and check it out, like Opalco does. Mm-hmm. Get in a car and just see how it feels. It's different, but it will set you free. Excellent. I like the sound of that. Well put. Well, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you uh, being on this episode. This is the first one that we're recording out here at the Nick. First uh, episode we've recorded in the state of Oregon, so that's fun. Um, But uh, Suzanne, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Andy, and have a great conference. Thanks. She is Suzanne Olson, the Public Relations Administrator for Orcas Power and Light in Washington State. I'm Andy Johns, your host. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South a content marketing company.